Escape from Mr. Lemoncello's Library by Chris Gravenstein. Chapter 4. So, exactly what kind of games are we talking about? I don't know, said Akimi. Fun book stuff, I guess. And do you think this new library will have equally new computers? Oh, definitely. Wi-Fi? Probably. Kyle nodded slowly. And this all takes place Friday night? Yep. Akimi, I think you just discovered a way for me to shorten my most recent groundation. Your what? My game-deprived parental punishment. Kyle figured being locked in a library with computers on Friday night would be better than being stuck at home without any gaming gear at all. Can I borrow a pen and a sheet of paper? What? You're going to write your essay now on the bus. Better late than never. They're due in homeroom, Kyle, first thing. Fine. I'll keep it brief. Akimi shook her head and handed Kyle a notebook and a pen. The bus bounced over a speed bump into the school driveway. He would need to make his essay really, really short. He was hoping the 12 winners would be randomly pulled out of a hat or something, and like the lottery people always said in their TV commercials, you just had to be in it to win it. Meanwhile, in another part of town, Charles Chiltington was sitting in his father's library, working with the college student who'd been hired to help him polish up his extra credit essay. He was dressed in his typical school uniform, khaki slacks, blue blazer, button-down shirt, and tastefully striped tie. He was the only student at Alexandriaville Middle School who dressed that way. What's a big word for library? Charles asked his tutor. Teachers love big words. Uh, book repository? Bigger, please. Um, Athenaeum? Perfect. It's such a weird word. They'll have to look it up. Charles made the change, saved the file, and sent the document off to the printer. Your dad sure reads a lot, said his ELA tutor, admiring the leather-bound books lining the walls of Mr. Chiltington's home library. Knowledge is power, said Charles. It's one of our fundamental family philosophies. Another was, we eat losers for breakfast. Kyle and Akimi climbed off the bus and headed into the school. You know, said Akimi, my dad told me the library people had like a bazillion different architects doing drawings and blueprints that they couldn't share with each other. How come? To keep everything super secret. My dad and his firm did the front door, and that was it. The second they stepped into Mrs. Cameron's classroom for homeroom period, Miguel Fernandez shouted, Hey, Kyle, check it out, bro. He held up a clear plastic binder maybe two inches thick. I totally aced my essay, man. The library dealio? Yeah, I put in pictures and charts, plus a whole section about the ancient library of Alexandria, Egypt, since this is Alexandriaville, Ohio. Cool, said Kyle. Miguel Fernandez was super enthusiastic about everything. He was also president of the school's library aid society. Hey, Kyle, you know what they say about libraries? Uh, not really. They have something for every chapter of your life. While Kyle groaned, the second bell rang. All right, everybody, 
said Mrs. Dana Cameron, Kyle's homeroom teacher. Time to turn in your extra credit essays. She started walking up and down the rows of desks. The judges will be meeting in the faculty lounge this morning to make the preliminary cut. Crap, thought Kyle. There were judges. This was not going to be a bingo ball drawing like the lottery. Mr. Keeley, the teacher hovered over his desk. Did you write an essay? Yeah, sort of. I'm sorry, I don't understand. Either you wrote an essay or you didn't. Kyle half-heartedly handed her his hastily scribbled sheet of paper. And unfortunately, Mrs. Cameron read it out loud. Balloons, there might be balloons. The class erupted with laughter. Until Mrs. Cameron did that tilt down her glasses and glare over them thing she did to terrify everybody into total silence. This is your essay, Kyle? Yes, ma'am. We were supposed to write while why we're excited about the grand opening and, well, balloons are always my favorite part. I see, said Mrs. Cameron. You know, Kyle, your brother Curtis wrote excellent essays when he was in my class. Yes, Mrs. Cameron, mumbled Kyle. Mrs. Cameron sighed contentedly. Please give him my regards. Yes, ma'am. Mrs. Cameron moved on to the next desk. Miguel eagerly handed her his thick booklet. Very well done, Miguel. Thank you, Mrs. Cameron. Kyle heard an odd noise out in the parking lot, a puttering, clunking, clanking sound. Oh, my, said Mrs. Cameron. I wonder if that's him. She hurried to the window and pulled up the blinds. All the kids in the classroom followed her, and then they saw it, out in the visitor parking lot, a car that looked like a giant red boot on wheels. It had a strip of notched black boot sole for its bumper. Thick shoelaces crisscrossed their way up from the windshield to the top of a ten-foot-tall boot collar. It looks just like the red boot from that game, said Miguel. Family frenzy. Kyle nodded. Family frenzy was Mr. Lemoncello's first and probably most famous game. The red boot was one of ten tokens you could pick to move around the board. A tall, gangly man stepped out of the boot car. It's Mr. Lemoncello, gasped Kyle, his heart racing. What's he doing here? It was just announced said Mrs. Cameron. This evening, Mr. Luigi Lemoncello himself will be the final judge. Of what? Your library essays. Chapter 5 Eating lunch in the cafeteria, Kyle stared at his wilted fish sticks, wishing he could pull a magic take-another-turn card out of thin air. I blew it, he mumbled. Yep, Akimi agreed. You basically did. Can you imagine how awesome that new library's going to be if Mr. Lemoncello and his Imagination Factory guys had anything to do with it? Yes, I can. And I'm kind of hoping I get to see it, too. After all, I wrote a real essay, not one sentence about balloons. Thanks. Rub it in. Akimi eased up a little. Hey, Kyle, when you're playing a game like Sorry and you get bumped back three spaces, do you usually quit? No. If I get bumped, I play harder, because I know I need to find a way to get back those three spaces and pull ahead of the pack. Hey, guys! 
Miguel Fernandez carried his tray over to join Kyle and Akimi. He was being followed by a kid with spiky hair and glasses the size of welder's goggles. You two know Andrew Peckelman, right? Uh, hey, said Kyle and Akimi. Hello. Andrew is one of my top library aides, said Miguel. Cool, said Akimi. Mrs. Jungens, the librarian, just confirmed that Mr. Lemoncello is the top secret benefactor who donated all the money to build the new public library. Five hundred million dollars. She heard it on NPR, added Peckelman, who more or less talked through his nose. So we did some primary resource reasons. Mrs. Jungens, the librarian, just confirmed that Mr. Lemoncello is the top secret benefactor who donated all the money to build the new public library. Five hundred million dollars. She heard it on NPR, added Peckelman, who more or less talked through his nose. So we did some primary source research on Mr. Lemoncello and his connection to Alexandriaville. What'd you find out? asked Kyle. First off, said Miguel, he was born here. He had nine brothers and sisters, added Andrew. All of them crammed into a tiny apartment with only one bathroom over in Little Italy, said Miguel. And, said Peckelman, sounding like he wanted to one-up Miguel, he loved the old public library down on Market Street. He used to go there when he was a kid and needed a quiet place to think and doodle his ideas. And get this! said Miguel eagerly. Mrs. Tobin, the librarian back then, took an interest in little Luigi, even though he was just, you know, a kid like us. She kept the library open late some nights and let him borrow junk from her desk or her purse, thimbles and thumbtacks and glue bottles, even red Barbie doll boots, stuff he used for game pieces so he could map out his first ideas on a library table. And then Andrew jumped in. Then Mrs. Tobin took Mr. Lemoncello's sketch for family frenzy home to her husband, who ran a print shop. They signed some papers, created a company, and within a couple of years they were all millionaires. But Miguel had the last word. Now, of course, Mr. Lemoncello is a bazillionaire! What are you four nerds so excited about? said Haley Daly as she waltzed past with the gaggle of popular girls in her royal court. Haley was the princess of the seventh grade. Blonde hair, blue eyes, blazingly bright smile. She looked like a walking toothpaste commercial. We're pumped about Mr. Lemoncello, said Miguel. And the new library, said Andrew. And, said Kyle, melodramatically, just seeing you, Haley. You are so immature. Come on, girls. Haley and her friends flounced away to the cool kids' table. Check it out, said Akimi, gesturing toward the cafeteria's food line where Charles Chiltington was balancing two trays, his own and one for Mrs. Cameron. I'm so glad you have lunchroom duty today, Mrs. Cameron, Kyle heard Chiltington say. If you don't mind, I have a few questions about how conventions within genres such as poetry, drama, or essays can affect meaning. Well, Charles, I'd be happy to discuss that with you. Thank you, Mrs. Cameron. And may I say that sweater certainly complements your eye color. What a suck-up, mumbled Akimi. Chiltington's trying to use his Weasley charm to make sure Mrs. C sends his essay up the line to Mr. Lemoncello. 
don't worry, said Kyle. Mrs. Cameron isn't the final judge. Mr. Lemoncello is. And since he's a genius, he will definitely pick the essays you guys all wrote. Undoubtedly, said Peckelman. Thanks, Kyle, said Miguel. I just wish you could win with us, said Akimi. Well, maybe I can. Like you said, this is uh, just a move back three spaces card. Uh, take a walk on the boardwalk when someone else owns it. It's a chute in chutes and ladders, a detour to the molasses swamp in Candyland. Yo, Kyle, said Miguel, exactly how many board games have you played? Enough to know that you don't ever quit until somebody else actually wins. He picked up his lunch and headed for the dirty tray window. Akimi called after him. Where are you going? I have the rest of lunch and all of study hall to work on a new essay. But Mrs. Cameron won't take it. Maybe, but I've got to roll the dice one more time. Maybe I'll get lucky. I hope so, said Akimi. Me too. See you guys on the bus. Chapter 6 Working on his library essay like he'd never worked on any essay in his whole essay writing life, Kyle crafted a killer thesis sentence that compared libraries to his favorite games. Using a library can make learning about anything and everything fun, he wrote. When you're in a library researching a topic, you're on a scavenger hunt looking for clues and prizes in books instead of your attic or backyard. He put in points and subpoints. He wrapped everything up with a tidy conclusion. He even checked his spelling twice. But Akimi had been right. I'm sorry, Kyle, Mrs. Cameron said when he handed her his new paper at the end of the day. This is very good, and I am impressed by your extra effort. However, the deadline was this morning. Rules are rules, the same as they are in all the board games you mentioned in your essay. She'd basically handed Kyle a go-back 500 spaces card. But Kyle refused to give up. He remembered how his mother had written to Mr. Lemoncello's Imagination Factory when he and his brothers needed a fresh set of clue cards for the indoor-outdoor scavenger hunt. Maybe he could send his essay directly to Mr. Lemoncello via email. Maybe if the game maker wasn't judging the essays until later that night, Kyle still had a shot. A long shot, but hey, sometimes the long shots were the only shots you got. The second he hit home, he sat down at his mother's kitchen computer. He attached his essay file to a high-priority email addressed to Mr. Lemoncello at the Imagination Factory. What are you doing, Kyle? His mom asked when she came into the room and found him typing on her computer. Some extra credit homework. Extra credit? School's out at the end of the week. So? You're not playing my Diner Dash game, are you? No, Mom, it's an essay about Mr. Lemoncello's amazing new library downtown. Oh, sounds interesting. I heard on the radio that there's going to be a gala grand opening reception this Friday night at the Parker House Hotel, right across the street from the old bank building. I mean, the new library. Kyle typed in a PS to his email. I hope at the party on Friday you have balloons. He hit send. Who did you send your essay to? His mother asked. Your teacher? No, Mr. Lemoncello himself. It took some digging, but I found his email address on his game company's website. Really? I'm impressed, 
His mom rubbed his hair. You know, this morning I said to your dad, Kyle can be just as smart as Curtis and just as focused as Mike when he puts his mind to it. Kyle smiled. Thanks, Mom. But his smile quickly disappeared when a bong alerted him to an incoming email from Mr. Lemoncello. It was an auto-response form letter. Dear Lemoncello Game Lover, This is a no-reply mailbox. Your message did not go through. Do not try to resend it, or you'll just hear another bong. But thank you for playing our games. <laughs>